Hello and welcome back to Project Next. I'm Finn Blake and I'm bringing to light success stories to empower the next generation. Today's episode 5 and I'm talking to Lolita Olympia, an Australian businesswoman and YouTube sensation. In this episode, I'll be finding out about all the tools that Lolita used in her early days of growth. If you're wanting to leverage digital marketing techniques in your own career or business, you'll want to hear Lolita's story. If you're a fan of this episode, don't forget to hit the five-star button and leave us a review below. And without further ado, let's get into it. All right, Lolita Olympia, thank you so much for joining me on Project Next. One of the success stories of COVID, I'm very excited to hear about how you've amassed 75,000 followers across two accounts on Instagram. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So tell me about the early days, Lolita, because um, it seems as though you were pretty comfortable with being a creative. Were you always a creative as a kid? Yeah, so I've definitely always been pretty creative. I did like art throughout school and things like that. Um, But yeah, I would like to spend my weekends doing projects with dad or just like whenever I had the spare time. I remember I got given a laptop um, at a really early age and I would make like mood boards on Publisher. So I feel like, yeah, whenever I had the opportunity to be creative, I always was. It's just like kind of been second nature to me. So tell me about what you wanted to be as a kid. So you were always naturally creative and always looking for ways to um, exert this creativity. Was it always something that you thought that you were going to end up doing for a career? Definitely not. (laughs) Um, I don't think I had anything specifically in mind. However, when I look back, I've always seen myself working for myself. Um, I'm not too sure whether or not that's because both of my parents own their own businesses um, so rather than having like the nine to five working household, um, I've kind of just always, yes, known that. Um, but yeah, I never like imagined myself or had a goal of working for anyone else. Um, I remember like kind of writing in journals when I was probably in year 10 or no, probably a lot younger actually. And I, mom sent me a photo actually the other day and it was like, I want to be creative and I want to be paid for it or something like that. Something super lame. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's funny looking back on that because it's literally what I'm doing now. Going through high school and going through year 12 and things, yeah. um, what was the, uh, what was your outlook at that time? Was it, you know, go off and do university or was it, you know, I want to start my own business at that stage? I think I did. I, well, I have always wanted to do YouTube. Um, and I know when I was in high school, I definitely did want to do that, but I was just way too scared of the judgment because it's a little bit of a scary thing when you start off, um, because obviously you're not going to be successful at it straight up the back. Um, So yeah, I think that's why I started my blog when I graduated um, high school, because that was like kind of a less daunting step into being a blogger or like, yeah, like a social media person. Yeah. And so what was the, the backup plan? You say you were pretty scared and it was pretty daunting. What was the backup plan in case you weren't able to go and do, um, make a career of this? My backup plan was to go to uni. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted to come from uni, but I knew that because I was studying creative industries and business. Um, I knew that I wanted something creative to come from it. I had at the time, I was thinking I wanted to be a food photographer and stylist. Um, So on the early days of my blog, I would publish posts that were recipes 
and I really enjoyed like the food photography and styling side of things. And that's kind of how I actually got into ceramics because um, along that journey, I would buy, like spend lots of money on all of the beautiful ceramics and props for my food photography. And I was like, holy shit, this is adding up. <laughs> um, surely I can do this. I did like clay in school. It can't be that hard. And yeah, that's how I found how, how I fell into ceramics. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we will get into that a little bit later, but I actually want to hear about a little bit more about the blog because that has been a pretty big staple of your brand. So what actually took you into uh, choosing a, the, like the blog format and then why were you so confident that that was going to work? Um, well, A, I wasn't confident it was going to work and in all honesty, I don't think it really has worked. <laughs> Um, when looking at like all of my platforms, obviously I do Instagram, YouTube, and then I have my blog as well. That's definitely my least popular platform. Um, but yeah, I think like I was saying earlier, I think it was just a less daunting step than YouTube. So like kind of giving me that online presence, but it wasn't as like vulnerable in a sense because it wasn't like about me. Um, I didn't have to talk to camera again, another very scary thing that takes a lot of getting used to. And it was just like people could be less judgmental of it because it was a little bit more normal. Um, so yeah, I guess I just, I started my blog when I had a gap year after graduating and I was traveling Europe and I wanted to share my photos that I was taking there. Cause I've, I don't know if I mentioned, I've always really loved photography kind of goes hand in hand with all of the media stuff that I was talking about before. Um, so yeah, I guess that's why I started my blog. And I was just hoping that if I posted about my travels and things, um, it was kind of a searchable topic, kind of relatable. Maybe people were into it. And a few people were, but yeah, I wouldn't say it was a great success. <laughs> um, just a bit more of a creative outlet. Yeah. 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 And then, so you, you speak about the ceramics coming as an inspiration from um, the food stuff that you were doing and the photography and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell me about the discovery of the ceramics um, side of the business because that has absolutely taken off. Um, tell me about the very, very early stages of doing that. Um, okay. So yeah, like I mentioned, I had done a little bit of ceramics in school, more specifically primary school. I don't think I ever did ceramics in high school, even though I studied art. Um, I just like never gravitated towards that medium. Um, but yeah, so I was really passionate about, um, well, like I'd just come back from my travels in Europe and I, when I decided to do my blog, I was like, okay, what am I going to do when I get home? And I'm not traveling, obviously. And I was like, okay, cooking. I really love cooking, food, um, photography kind of goes hand in hand. I'll give that a crack. And I did. And as I said, I was like um, spending lots of money on all of the beautiful props and things. And um, I, my ex-boyfriend at the time, or my boyfriend at the time, ex-boyfriend now, um, I was at a dinner with him one night and they had some family friends over and a lady there was actually a ceramic artist and we got talking and I asked her if I could do some lessons with her um, because I was curious and I, it was something that I was interested in and I had a little bit more spare time because I'd just come back from traveling and I hadn't yet gotten a job. So yeah, I did six months or so with her and she was like the sweetest lady ever. She was literally dedicating like a few hours a week, like I didn't even pay her. Like I paid for my materials and she refused to let me pay her for her time. Um, so yeah, like I, I learned so much with her and I came away with a full on dinner set and just like all Christmas presents for my family and friends and everything. 
Um, and then I wanted to keep going with it, but I was enrolled for uni the following year. Um, and that was in Brisbane. So I was, wasn't able to continue with her. And also like, I just didn't want to like abuse how much she was giving me sort of thing. Um, so I tried to find a studio in Brisbane, but I just didn't have the time to pursue it with, um, uni and working and things. So I definitely just forgot about it for that time being. And I was working and at uni, um, and then fast forward a year and a half. Um, it was like March last year, I think just before the, or just as the pandemic was hitting, um, everything like for uni went online and my roommate and I decided that we didn't want to live in Brisbane anymore because there was no point if we couldn't actually go to uni. So we decided to end our lease early and move home. And whilst I was at home, I was very bored <laughs> in the lockdown and decided to just buy some clay because I was also still doing YouTube at the time. Well, I was doing YouTube at the time as well. And I was just like running out of ideas for content because I was literally at home, couldn't go anywhere. I was like, make some clay videos. <laughs> like, we'll just see where this takes us sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I just like filmed a few time lapses of me doing clay in some of my weekly vlogs and people really liked it. So then I decided to make a separate Instagram page because I was worried that I was spamming my friends too much, um, with all of the clay stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to start a new page. Um, but I didn't want to limit myself to just doing clay. So that's why it's called Lolita by Lolita and not anything specifically or anything that like boxes me in with ceramics. Um, so yeah, I decided to start that page. Honestly, didn't really think it would blow up or anything. Um, but I wanted to set myself the goal of doing a drop or like a collection. And, um, I'm a very like date oriented person. So I just like posted this photo one day and it was literally just, I think it said like drop one June 1st. That was the date. Um, and I think it was like, I gave myself two months to create a collection. And when I launched my first collection, I only had 500 followers, um, but it sold out in like a few hours. And although they were uh, mostly local girls and just like friends and family, um, yeah, it still sold out. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to keep going with this. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and so you talk about the first drop. Um, walk me through the, the day that you had, because I want to hear about when you actually made it live and seeing all the orders being, you know, um, fulfilled, what, what was it like? Okay. So it was the morning of, and, uh, the time, like the drop time was 5 PM. And that morning I decided that I was going to throw myself a launch party because I'm a little bit extra like that. I love the intention. <laughs> And I also just like, I don't know, I just had this random thought. I remember thinking like, okay, I can make like this really sick cheese board. It's going to look so beautiful. I'll invite all my girlfriends over and they'll want to like take photos of the cheese board and post it on their story and tag me. It'll be last minute advertising. So I did that and it went really well. Anyways, my girlfriends all rock up at like four o'clock and they were so sweet, like bringing me flowers. And it was a really fun little afternoon. We were drinking champagne and it hit five o'clock and I was like actually like pretty tipsy <laughs> like um yeah like looking back I actually vlogged it and it's one of my favorite vlogs to look back on just because it was an absolute shambles um yeah. and I had no idea what I was doing so I remember like 
I think I had a spreadsheet. My friend Mia, who is like an honors business student, she's so smart. She's like last minute written me up a spreadsheet being like, okay, like inventory control with like each of the products and the numbers that they have. And then like who was going to buy them. Cause at this stage I didn't even have a website. Like I was literally selling my pieces on my Instagram account and you purchase via DM. Like so basic. Anyways. Yep. So yeah, people just like started messaging and it was crazy. Like, my account was just like, da, 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 like so many messages and then just keeping track of what had gone or like what did we have left. Like, yeah, it was so insanely unorganized Yeah, and just a recipe for disaster looking back and it didn't go smoothly. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't great. But what did you, t- so you would have taken so much out of that first drop because it would have taught you what works and what doesn't. What were the biggest yeah. learnings out of that process? Um, okay. Well, I actually discovered that or learned the most when it came to posting the items. So I'd like done all of the sales and sold all of the pieces. Um, but at that stage I was still like, I remember the next day I was like, shit, I've sold all of these things, but like, what am I going to send it all in? <laughs> so I was like, I have to go find boxes. So I went to Officeworks and like bought a variety of different boxes and bubble wrap because I was just like, I can't even explain. Like I was so unorganized. I was like, I need to figure out and like what tissue paper, like all of these supplies, like super last minute. I was like, what am I even doing? Um, so yeah, like I was handwriting all of the um, like the addresses and the information on the boxes. And I was just so exhausted because I think I had like 80 orders or something. And I was I made so many mistakes and just things didn't arrive to places. And yeah, you can imagine what happened. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And so tell me about when it would have been, I'm, I'm guessing after that first drop, was it kind of in your head you were going, okay, this is actually, you know, getting somewhere. This is what I can invest my time and effort into. Ah. Uh... Probably when my page started growing on Instagram where I was like, okay, like maybe I can make this work. And that didn't start happening until I kind of did a little sneaky marketing strategy on my YouTube channel. Um, Like during the whole process of me wanting to learn to do play at home, um, I kind of turned to YouTube and was like looking up tutorials and I noticed a gap um, on YouTube for high quality like ceramic tutorials for at home and I was like oh like this is really not hard to do like I have all of the resources I need to do to make a tutorial like I'm just going to do this and so I like I filmed a tutorial probably took me like two weeks um but yeah again like just really high quality super aesthetic but name dropping my business throughout the video um and I, I didn't think it would take off straight away which it didn't but it's just one of those like really searchable things like pottery is trendy now yes but um people are always going to want to know how to do pottery so i don't know like yeah i just kind of thought that and then that video started taking off as the rest of the world started going into lockdown so i was gaining lots of followers on instagram from that i think i probably gained like 10k in a week but that was like consistent for about up until like yeah, it probably was, I was growing consistently for like three or four months. Um, yeah, wow. And I literally went from like 2,000 to like 40K. Yeah. Um, and that was when I was like, okay, like I can, I think this is like sustainable now. 
I'm really interested to hear about your mindset at that time because you've gone from not wanting to do YouTube because you didn't want to put yourself out there and now you're doing tutorials that are blowing up. What was the mindset shift that you had in between, um, you know, that that phase where you were wanting to do blogs and then doing full-scale YouTube vlogs? YouTube. Yeah, so I think once I left school, A, like less judgment, um, and then like kind of just as I like grew up and matured, I was like, well, you know what, like, well, in saying this, I was still very like secretive about it. I'd never post about it on my personal YouTube. I mean, on my personal Instagram that I'd like uploaded videos or anything. It was just something that like my close family and friends knew about. Um, but if people asked me about it, I of course like had no issue being honest about it. Um, but yeah, I just like realized that like, I'm not really going to get anywhere if I don't put myself out there. And especially these days, like everybody wants to have a business, a small business, and unless you come on, like, unless you have a following, it is so much harder to get headway with that. Um, and I was just like, you know what, like my real friends and people that care about me will support me no matter what. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll see the ones that matter and I'll stop wasting my time on the ones who are going to give me shit. <laughs> if, if someone's in a similar position where they're worried about what other people will think, what would you say to them? Yeah, well, I think like with YouTube and social media, especially, you would be so surprised by how many people like deep down want to do it. Like when I started and even when I didn't really have many followers or anything, like I would get so many messages of like more specifically the people that I thought would be to like judging me. And they were like, dude, this is so cool. Like I've always wanted to do this. Like, and yeah, like people are more often than not in the same boat than you and if you're going to like take the jump and do it, then you're going to be the one that's going to get ahead. Um, and like I was saying before, like it really deciphers it out or like separates the ones that care about you and the ones that are going to give you shit. And at the end of the day, like wouldn't you rather find that out sooner rather than later so you can stop wasting mm. your time on them? That's For just sure. kind of how I thought about it. I like that. And so yeah. going back to um, the early days of Lolita by Lolita, um, you've done the first drop and then what did you learn from that? Cause I know that you built a website after that. Uh, what yes. did that process look like? So, um, well it was like, I think I did two or three more drops and then I built my website and I thought the website would make things a lot easier. However, uh, the first drop I did on my website was like one of the hardest drops I've ever done to this day, just because my website crashed. Well, yeah, like my website crashed in that it PayPal stopped corresponding with my website server and therefore the inventory control wasn't changing oh, and I had no. to refund so many people. I think it was like 70 people that I had to refund. And it was just like at that point, like I couldn't even refund those customers because PayPal was still holding the money. Um, and I literally like just didn't know whether or not to laugh or cry. And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know what to do because I would like call PayPal and they'd be like, okay, you need to talk to your website. And then I'd call them and they'd tell me that I need to talk to PayPal. And I was like, like they were just like treating me as if I was stupid. And I, yeah, it was so stressful. And I, it, I don't know, like, I can't even explain. It was like survival mode. And then I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to ask because nobody else knows what to do in this or like in my immediate surroundings. Um, but I like had to figure it out because I had all of these people like relying on me to figure it out. And I guess that 
was just the only motivation I had at that time. But yeah, that was like the most insanely stressful thing that's probably happened. And also just like, even like there's, there's always ups and downs, like pretty much every single job, there's something that goes wrong still to this day. Um, obviously not to that extent though anymore, but people are so forgiving and so understanding. Like I'm constantly surprised by just how supportive my customers and followers are. Um, yeah, just like so insanely understanding, even with COVID and things like I've had some issues with pre-orders, like the timings of things. Um, and everybody's just so lovely about it. And yeah, that's just something I'm super grateful for. Um, yeah. You mentioned earlier that you had enrolled in uh, creative industries and business yeah. uh, in Brisbane. At what point did you go, all right, uni's not for me. I, I've had enough. Yeah, well, so I did a year and a half of uni. Um, and the only reason I stopped was because of the pandemic. And although I really wasn't enjoying it, like I, honestly, prob- I, I couldn't tell you one thing I learned because that's how much I just didn't want to be there. Like the information was going in one ear, out the other. Um, and I was memorizing things like solely for the purpose of assignments and exams. And then after that, I was just like, get me out of here. Um, and even though I felt that way about it, I was, I don't know, like I probably still would have been there if it hadn't have been for the pandemic just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, then my business started working out and I was like, well, you know what? Like I'm not even guaranteed a job after I graduate from this degree and I may as well invest the money that I would be spending on my degree into my business or like the money and the time because if anything I was getting frustrated by being at uni because there were so many things I wanted to start and just do like even I was even though I was doing uni um YouTube while I was at uni I wasn't able to like go and do cool things and get the content that I wanted to get because I was at uni Um, So, yeah, I just felt like it was stopping me from putting 100% into things that I wanted to actually be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I kind of just jumped at the opportunity to be like, see ya. And so I want to ask, um, a lot of the critics would have been saying to you at some point, you know, Instagram is going to be outdated one day. It's not going to be around in five years. What are you going to do after that? That would have been some of the talk that would have been coming your way. Definitely. Why do you think that this will be able to sustain any sort of fad or phase or, you know, trend on, on, you know, digital platforms? Yeah. So I think, well, you just never really know, firstly. So I feel like it's hard to kind of, yeah, you kind of just can like set yourself up for failure if you have that mindset, especially if you're like, I'm not going to start because that's going to be outdated and there's always going to be something next. There always is going to be something next. You just kind of have to keep on top of it. Um, TikTok's definitely the thing for the moment and I am on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just feel like you can't really have that mindset. Um, as long as your followers are like loyal and you believe in what you're selling and how you're doing business, I feel like, um, it'll be okay. And so early days when you were coming through and, um, seeing that growth what were the biggest things that you saw were effective in bringing you more following because I know you mentioned the the early YouTube videos was this the only strategy that you were focused on or were there other things that you were trying to um, utilize to and leverage to um, increase a brand awareness yeah so uh, I definitely did influencer marketing is massive 
And um, in the early days of my business, um, Matilda Jeff, who is an Instagram like blogger, but also a designer now, she has her own business. Um, she started following my page when I had like around 5,000 followers. And it was pretty funny because she's like been one of my favorite influences for literally like forever. Um, and I think I like reposted one of her photos just as a filler photo on my grid and tagged her because it was her photo. And she came across my page and started following me and I freaked out. I was like, holy shit, like, can I please gift you some products? Um, and she was like, oh my God, I would love that. And she's been like so supportive of my brand since day one. Um, and yeah, she like posted my stuff, but also as I've grown in like the social media and YouTube world, I've become friends with other people who have followers, like kind of naturally, um, just because we do the same thing. And yeah, so I've been able to like gift things to um, other people or even like friends of mine have like bought stuff and like posted and shared it. Um, and yeah, that makes a massive difference in starting a small business, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so reflecting upon this awesome journey so far, it's it's pretty hard to believe it's only been a couple of years um, and you've been able to amass such a, a loyal following and so many um, cool launches and drops and stuff. What do you think, reflecting upon that, is the most proud moment that you've had? There's been a few, um, but also oh, I catch myself out so often and like because I'll be having a drop and it'll literally sell out in three minutes and I'll be like okay what like next time to go pack these orders sort of thing and I don't like stop and be like actually I was like that was really cool like you did that for yourself in a year like so yeah I don't like catch myself being like proud um but I think just on my business's first birthday was kind of a moment of realization and that was in June yeah June 1st I think I said it was mm-hmm. um that I was like damn like this is like, this is all I've achieved in one year. Like that's crazy. And it was just like a moment that I was really proud of, but I definitely could do it more often because I'm just constantly so like future focused being like, okay, like done one thing, like done this drop, next drop, pack, blah, 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 blah. Like you're constantly just on go, 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 go. And you forget to stop and like be appreciative for what you have, I guess. (laughs) Well, Lolita Olympia, uh, thank you so much. Onwards and upwards from here. Um, thank you so much for joining me on Project Next. It's been an absolute pleasure and can't wait to see um, your future growth and continue watching you. Thank you so much.